Hello, America. Welcome to the program. It's Friday. We're glad you're here. The world seems to be on fire today. Uh, there are protests, big protests uh, that are happening all over the world. Uh, the biggest of which that we should be concerned with are the ones that are happening in Iraq right now. Uh, what's happening in Iraq is as big and if not bigger. We don't know for sure, but we know it's as big, could be bigger than the riots that happened when Barack Obama was completely silent and they just put all those people in jail. There were millions on the street. There are millions on the street. Uh, now, what's happening in, in Iran could be game-changing, uh, not just for the people of Iran, but also the people in Hong Kong and those who are kind of watching things and following suit in France. This is fun. You know, I like it when those uh, they have those little revolutionary uh, moments that are very, very exciting. Quote from Spooky Dude. Well, he's very excited this morning, and we get there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There was a shooting today in the uh, Naval Air Station in Pensacola. One person is uh, dead. I should say two people are dead. The shooter is uh, dead as well. Let me take you quickly to uh, what's happening overseas in Iran. After the Obama administration inked the Iranian deal, the Iranians loved him, loved him. They were exporting 3.2 million barrels of oil a day under Obama. Now, this is... uh, this is how they make their money. They don't have they're not they're not exporting anything other than oil. So 3.2 million barrels a day after Trump's maximum pressure campaign, the number is now 300,000 barrels. So they don't have any income coming in. The real is in a free fall. During the Obama administration, it was 30,000 reals to 1 US dollar. Today it's 130,000 to a dollar, which makes food and basic necessities almost uninfor- uh, unaffordable for most people, if not unaffordable. Their inflation rate right now is at 70%. So imagine you go into the store today, and in eight months, that gallon of milk is 70% more expensive. And by the way, jobs have dried up. You haven't gotten a raise. The dollar is in a free fall. Yet you still have to eat. This is why the people are in the streets. They've been in the streets before in 2008. And I think they would have toppled that regime had it not been for the Obama administration being so quiet. The regime now is grasping at straws. They are the things that they are doing are obscene uh they have wide-scale protests in over a hundred cities all over the country it may be the largest protest since the 1979 uprising and revolution over now this is in iran remember with the secret police and everything else over 730 banks have been burned to the ground 140 government buildings have been destroyed. 50 police bases have been attacked. 
this is all being done now and being curtailed by the IRGC. It's dispatched its paramilitary force to deal with everything. Um, the U.S. State Department claims yesterday that over a thousand protesters have been murdered. Over 7,000 have been jailed. The IRGC has been killing people in the streets. And what they'll do is they'll go into these smaller towns and these smaller protesters. And they will come in with machine guns and they'll just mow everybody down. And then they'll stay there until the families come to claim the dead. And they're like, oh, is this your husband? Yes. Okay. We count four holes in him, so we have to charge you for the four bullets. That's, that's the kind of religious kindness the people in the streets are feeling today. Now, why this is different is for the first time we're seeing not the clerics, but we're seeing the religious people on the streets of, uh, of Iran also joining the protests. So this is widespread, and what they want is an end to the regime. What they're chanting is no more Islamic rule. They want to be free from the revolutionaries that some of these people now who are older may have been students in 1979 and fought for that revolution. Now they see what this has, what has become of that, that promise of freedom and 40 years later, they're back into the streets, and they may topple it. Now, here's what we're doing. Trump is considering doubling our presence in the Middle East. Now, what that means is, well, honestly, what that means is exactly, exactly what I hoped it meant. 14,000 troops really is nothing. I mean, you're not going in and doing anything with 14,000 troops. So we have dozens or more naval ships on the way, and they're going to be placed there in the area. But again, that's not enough to actually do anything, but it is enough to inspire the people that America has their back, that America sees them, hears them, and they're not alone. This is the way we broke the back of the Soviet Union in the Cold War. We crippled them financially, and then we helped them. We supported them. Ronald Reagan gave speech after speech after speech, praising the people who were in the uprising in Poland and all throughout the Iron Curtain. And once that thing broke, you had it. You know, the State Department, they're always wrong. The State Department told Ron Reagan, do not say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The strongest thing this president can do right now, he sent 14,000 troops over um, just as a show of, of not even force, but a show of uh, solidarity. The strongest thing he can do is give a great speech directed exactly to the Iranian people. It will get to them. I was talking to my... I was talking to my daughter the other day, and um, we were working on... Well, she called her dad because she's like, Dad, I cannot get 
the swag over the fireplace to look right. Could you help me? I want to. I want to bring some some pine cones on it and some maybe some ornaments. And I said, "Sure, honey." And she said, "Could you bring your floral scissors?" And I said, "Of course, I have my floral scissors. I'll bring them." So anyway. I'm doing manly stuff there at the fireplace, you know, with my floral scissors, and I'm uh, helping her. And she said, are you watching what's happening in Iran? (laughs) This is not the conversation I expected to have with you, honey. She said, I have a friend whose family left in 1979, and she said, um, I think it was their uncle had just been killed one of these that was just shot in the streets and they couldn't say anything over the phone other than he's really ill um and you had they'll they'll uh, they're going to uh visit him now but it was telegraphed in such a way that they knew he was dead but then when they had the funeral over and this family did not go back because they're killing people um, but when they had the funeral, the immediate family had to have it in secret. You couldn't, you couldn't, they, it was a rebel. So you had to have it in secret. This is the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. Uh, and if Iran falls, not only will that be a good thing for the Middle East, because the Iranian people are not um, like the Iraqis. They they were used to a society with freedom and education. They're very, very, they're very well educated, and they're very pro-West. They get our kind of society. They could actually be a real stabilizing piece uh, of the puzzle over in the Middle East. Unfortunately, if they do fall, it will send ripples to people who are protesting, for instance, in France. And I don't know if you know this, is, but... Revolutions in France don't usually work out well. And it will send a strong message to the people in Hong Kong. And as bad as the Iranians are, I don't think there is... uh, I don't think they're as bold in the end as the Chinese are. The Chinese are building concentration camps, and they know the world knows. And they they know the world's not going to do anything about it. Right. They, and then they have the power to enforce that and and make it difficult. Where Iran is is a totally different story. There, there are they are making it difficult. They shut down all internet, so the only way that we're getting any of this information is apparently they turned it on for a while, and uh, we created I, I don't even know we created some sort of um, tight little internet tunnel that can get video out. And so people are sending it or bringing it to the embassy, I think. I think this is how it works. Um, Somehow or another, they're getting this information to our embassy, and it's coming out of a very narrow pipeline uh, to the United States. From our embassy? I think so. my gosh, can you imagine being... I mean, you remember what happened in 1979, 78. Have you seen Argo? It was, uh, it was a, yeah. I mean, uh, that was a, uh, that do we have a, we do, I don't think, do we have an embassy? Can't be an embassy. Yeah, can't be an embassy, right? I mean, they can't, it certainly can't be something officially they're doing. Uh, that would be terrifying. The thing would probably be in fi- on fire in 10 minutes. Uh, you know, it, this is the thing though. You, you look at this, this is happening all Paul Jason over Jason in. He'll, he'll be able to explain how this is coming out. Let's get this right. All over the world. 
And you look at uh, the, because, you know, Ukraine is an example of this happening. We've seen these types of things happen in, the, in, the, in, in Ukraine, and it plays exactly into the, the third of your, three, your trilogy of specials that you've been doing on the story. It's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Exactly. The director's cut okay. is five hours long. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, that, that third one was so in-depth beyond kind of the headlines of the day with the impeachment and Joe Biden and those sorts of things. And it, it, it shows that this stuff is happening all over the world. Uh, and the plan is to train people to make it happen all over the world. So when and, you see these things, they don't feel like coincidences. Right. And it's and for instance, I don't have a problem with uh, helping revolutionaries in China, uh, in in Iran, uh, in places where there is true oppression and there is support on the streets uh, for a a Western style understanding of freedom. I have no problem if we are carefully doing those things, but that's not what we're doing in our U.S. State Department. And that, to me, is what this impeachment is really all about. And I want to go there here in in just one minute. Stand by. All right. So... Jason, help me out. I screwed this all up. How did the how did the how did the pipeline of information? Get how out. are we getting at this out? This is State Department. Yeah, doing so, this. Yeah, so the uh, Iran cut the internet, so nothing, no information was getting out. Iran reinstated the internet, like on a limited basis. They still, it's still massively, you know, guarded and firewalled, so you can't get on Twitter and all that stuff. But the State Department, um, through a, an app called Telegram which allows encrypted communications. That's how most people you yeah. know, communicate in these regimes, China, places like that. Um, they set up a, a Telegram channel. And the last number that I saw, the State Department had got over 30,000 videos and photographs from some of these riots. That's really the only way we're getting information out from what's going on. Well, if on you there. shut down the, in, the Internet, how are you getting on an app? So there's, there's a few different ways, and I've actually witnessed this in person on the border of, of Iraq, but a lot of them will use Iraqi SIM cards when they're in country, um, and this is a trick you can do in a lot of these places if you're a journalist or if you want to mm. do work there, um, but a lot of them use Iraqi SIM cards. A lot of them will use Iranian SIM cards, but they'll use VPNs uh, to make it appear that they're accessing these places from like Sweden or something like that. That's why you got to get a VPN. You just got to. If you're not using a VPN, then you're just wrong. But <laughs> wow, wow, I'm serious. <laughs> Judge Dredd, thanks for being on the program. Uh, the um, how likely is I don't think it's likely at all we do anything. I think this is this is this is Trump's best Reagan, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is where a strong president with a twitchy eye who understands freedom. Uh, it can speak and it can change everything on the ground. At this point, you're exactly right. At this point, we know the Trump doctrine. We know it. He'll 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 threaten. He'll be very bombastic, you know, towards the other regime. He'll then, if that doesn't work, he'll deploy military forces, not in large numbers, like kind of what we saw in North Korea. Um, he faked a lot of people out there. We thought they were we were going to war. Um, then, he, after all that happens and there's no movement, then he'll draw back the forces. And, and slap on the sanctions. What this does 
is this does something that the Obama administration had a perfect opportunity to do back in 2009. Yeah. On scale, this is very, very similar to, to what we saw then. In terms of violence, this is nothing like that. This is like the 1979 revolution that brought them down and, and gave the clerical regime the country. But if Obama would have done what Trump is considering doing now, that small gesture might have been enough to say, hey, to the, American pe- uh, to the Iranian people, we stand with you. We support what you're doing. You know, you've got a friend in me like, type thing. Um, that's all you can expect from this. But if this ever, if you ever wake up and turn on Twitter and you see or the news and you see four aircraft carriers are now in the Persian Gulf, that means we're going to war. Or a hundred thousand tr- thousand troops, uh, buckle up because we're invading. But we're not that's, going to see that. That's not gonna, not realistic. I mean, and he, you know, Trump has been pretty consistent his entire public life at opposing generally international conflict. Right, like he talks very tough, but I mean, you look at his actions since he's been president. He's done sanctions. He's he's harsh words, you know, confrontations when it comes to uh, language and things like that. But not he does not. That's want the way to. you win most times. Yeah, he does not want. He does not want to invade with a hundred. He does not want his legacy to. to be an Iranian war. You're right. right? Not have don't to. have it's not to. Happening. Over, you don't have to. Th- consider that over fifty police stations have been attacked. Over, what was it, 500 banks have been burned out or 700 or something like that? Mm. They're doing that for you. Like, they're, they're not, not for you, not for us. They're doing it for them. It's way time they took their country back. And they're going to do it on their own. It's just a matter of time. And little things like sanctions. Did you go through the economic numbers yeah, yeah, a few yeah. minutes ago? Yeah. That's going to take its toll. We're at where they were in 2009. We probably would have had a completely different Middle East if not for that disastrous Iranian deal. Think of I this remember watching that and mm-hmm. thinking, where's the president? Yeah. Where's the president? Where's the United States standing up for these people? Uh, and, you know, they were begging. It was it was like Hong Kong, begging America to stand up. And the White House didn't. And they gave the regime more money. Yeah. They yeah. helped them. Yeah. Really, really, really bad. This time, things may change. And that may have ramifications all around the world. Sweeping. In, in China and, and everywhere. Freedom actually is on the march. Uh, in some places. How it wins, I don't know. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> can't say anything about it. <laughs> Welcome to the... <laughs> Welcome to the program. It is Friday. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, some we're glad uh, more than others. Uh, Stu is here, and then there's, of course, Pat. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah, are you? I'm good. Yeah, yeah good. Good. Yeah, really good. So, uh, you know, I know you like to mock people. <laughs> no, I do not. Really? No, I do okay, not. Okay, all right. Because uh, I... <laughs> I don't enjoy mocking that right. would be wrong of me right but you seem mock. like you're in a good mood and i am I, and i know I you're am. going to mock uh joe biden no i just well i'm going to point out some things about joe <laughs> okay that, all right uh, maybe see <laughs> i don't know if i can even do it now. <laughs> all right go ahead now jo- joe had a little incident yesterday uh-huh. as you know with uh-huh. uh with a voter in iowa <laughs> and uh <laughs> If you're watching, we explain this. If you're watching the blaze, no, uh-uh, no, okay. no. Right. If you're watching the blaze, uh, <laughs> you might, uh, you might understand. But anyway, uh, so, uh, so, so, Pat, Joe Biden yes. yesterday did one of the most incredible things I've. <laughs> 
I've ever seen. I've never seen this before. Right. Quite honestly. And and, and this was not to a not to a conservative. This no. is to somebody who's considering I'd vote he I think he said later, I will vote for Joe Biden if he's the guy. Because I'm not gonna vote for Donald Trump, so I'll vote for for Joe Biden, but I'm really considering Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, he sounds like a pretty hardcore liberal. Yeah. Right. Um but here's the exchange between him, because how dare you ask Joe a tough question? Look at this. Question I want you to answer. We all know Trump uh, has been messing around in Ukraine over there, holding their foreign aid for, for them to come up, saying that we're in investigation. We don't want to He's, uh, he'll back what we do that. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there. Oh, get a job and work for a gas company that had no experience in class or nothing. Mm. Wow. In order to get access to the public, to the president. So you're, you're selling access to the president just like he is. Holy cow. So you're a damn liar, man. That's not true. Man. No one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. Everybody says that. <laughs> the State Department even said that. By the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and. and oh boy. And no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know, and uh-huh. I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take my push-ups. Push-ups. Exercise and fat. Good. Yay. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not once. I didn't say you were doing anything wrong. You said said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Yes. Isn't that what you said? Get your word straight, Jack. Wow. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that at all. What you heard. Look. Okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do, but uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Look, fat. Look. Here's the deal. That's unbelievable. This is un- the, okay. Is stop for a second. This is really, truly mm-hmm. unbelievable. It is. He 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 obviously is judging the man on his fatness. From the get-go. Yep. Because why would you challenge him to go, let's go run, let's go do push-ups? First of all, he says, I'm not sedentary, with the implication, like you obviously are, because you're a big fat pig. Because there's nothing that set him up to say the nothing. sedentary No, thing. nothing. There's nothing that set him up to say anything about sedentary. You, obviously, you watch a lot of television because you're sedentary. I'm not sedentary like you are. Uh, wow. then he Then he says, I know more than most people. Then he tells him he's more intelligent than he is. Then he says... Uh, the, and he challenges him to the push-ups and, and wait, to wait, running, which is out which of blue, is, out of the blue. He's not challenging him and saying, you know, if you would have said, you know, and look, you've had strokes. Yeah, you, uh, I'm not sure right. you're you're an you're older old, gentleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he could have done like Jack Palance, and you know, remember when Jack Palance came out and he did the push-ups, did the, yeah, on stage, right? Because he it was a sign that he's still virile and young, and sure. and even though he's mm-hmm. eighty. Mm-hmm. That that you could understand him saying, "Hey, well, let's do push-ups. Let's you know, let's go for a run." Okay, that's totally cool. He didn't challenge that. Not at all. He's only his first response is, "Hey, fatty, mm-hmm. how about we do a push-ups?" 
And at the end, he says, wow. look, fat, look. Yeah, is he going for fatty or fatso? Looks or like it, yeah. Fat fatty, head. fat, fat. Fatty, fat, fat. Fatty, fat, fat, fat. 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 Yeah. So you're fat. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Fat head. Fat man. <laughs> I don't something. What is going on? Hey, fat man. If that was Donald Trump, and I don't oh think Donald Trump's ever been that rude to a uh, oh. Okay, well, yes, he has. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> but, I mean, we have is... to pull you back into reality. <laughs> right. You were drifting outside of the ozone, and then you were, you were starting to get yes. out into outer space. It's very true. cold and dark But now there. I'm flying back <laughs> right. like, uh, uh, like uh, what's-her-face did in Star Wars. Remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Princess Leia? Yeah, Princess Why Leia did. did. Oh, that was so Just bad. Just let her die. Man. I know she did die. That's the worst part. She's I actually know. dead I know. in real life. I know. Just stop it. She had <laughs> okay. a perfect ending. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> because if it were Trump, it would lead every newscast. It, he would be the worst person ever born today. Uh, if he, you know, well, uh, and, and he was when he when he when he imitated well, the handicapped person. Remember oh how that gosh, went yeah. for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I plus, thought it was horrible. I did too. New York Times has a whole list of the 598 people Trump has insulted and what they've insulted. Am I on that? Yeah, you are. You want to hear them? No. Um, so, I, Glenn Beck, his endorsement no, means I, nothing. He's crying. He's dumb as a rock. He's no, I, failing. He's lost all credibility. He's irrelevant. He's a no, wacko. He's sad. I, I don't, he's failing, crying, no, lost soul. I don't need Very to dumb and failing. I don't, has zero credibility. I don't Irrelevant. Mental basket case. Okay. Viewers and ratings are wow. way down. The answer irrelevant, is no. Wacky. A real nut job and always seems to be crying. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? We, we bashed the New York Times with good journalism there at New York Times. Thank you for that. So is that an excuse for this or uh, no, 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 this, is, this has been a long, this, uh, right? this is one of yeah. my favorite pages oh, this that is I've bookmarked. A, yeah. uh, <laughs> but this yeah. is something you've been trying to squeeze in is what you're saying? Just yeah. every day. Right. Um, and is that a fat joke? <laughs> I mean, this is a weird moment though from a mm. politician. This is not Donald Trump who made his career out of insulting people and telling them they're fired, right? This is, yeah. this is a, this is a kind who is uh, supposed to be a, a politician and glenn over and over and over again you see this that whenever his son is brought up almost in any context oh my gosh he is incredibly defensive yeah incensed okay incensed. okay all right and may i play devil's advocate here mm -hmm. okay yeah and i am not excusing what he did i think he's corrupt i think the whole family is corrupt on this uh and it goes way beyond ukraine and we have the we have the cable transfer verification yeah. of a hundred and sixty million dollars going to uh, Hunter Biden on something domestic. Mm -hmm. So wow. I'm not excusing him. Here's what here's what I said to the audience uh, last night when we were talking about the impeachment. Um, what I'm afraid is Joe Biden's son, and I say this with respect. Uh, and and empathy because I've been in I'm in a family that has depression and has um, uh, suicide as a as a given in my family I've had two suicides in my immediate family so I get it Hunter Biden is a very unstable individual like terribly very unstable like one of the most unstable people i think i think makes charlie sheen look like he could say dude get your act together okay he, mm -hmm. it's bad and so as a dad 
I would be defensive as well. Mm-hmm. You know, leave my son alone because I think Joe Biden mm-hmm. is probably in his own head has probably helped his son do these deals because, dude, get your life together. I'll 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 help you. Look, you're going to mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to do the right thing, I think, for his son by doing all the wrong things for his son. Yeah, I I, I have mm-hmm. some sympathy with that position because I, I was thinking about this. We've done a lot on Hunter Biden's private life, just talking about it and going through it. It's an incredible, crazy journey. Think for a second if one of your kids was going through that. Yeah. Right? Like forget, and you've already for, just you yeah. just lost a you just you've lost, lost a son you've or lost a brother, your, a wife, yeah. you've lost a you just lost a, a a son. I mean, it's a crazy. This is a guy who found out apparently from media reports that Hunter was dating his other son's widow. That's how he found out about it, not from Hunter. Mm. Um so this is like this has been a total disaster. It's probably consumed his whole life. Surely in his mind, if he ran in 2016, he'd currently be president. All of this is revolving around these situations. And every time someone brings it up, he has the anger of a a devastated father. I I really think that's part of this. I I do, too. Or a very defensive politician. Or or a very defensive politician. I think it could be both. Yeah, Yeah. and he doesn't react that way about other attack lines. It just seems to be Hunter. And I would say, too, like, he's, because he, in a, uh, you pointed this out, Glenn, he's, he, in his own mind, he's being a good dad. Like, I think in the same way Lori Laughlin in her own mind, is being a good mom. Yes. Right? She's saying, like, I'm doing whatever I can to get my little girl into college. Correct. You know what I mean? And so this is the same thing, I think. And it's, and it's worse because you know the trouble your son has had. Yeah. And you're trying to save your son. Right. And so yep. he, that does not excuse 1% of his behavior. But I think it does explain some of it. Mm-hmm. He he really he really does seem like his family life has been such a disaster for so long that this stuff really gets to him. You know, they, they say this about Trump all the time, like, oh, mention he doesn't make he doesn't really have ten billion dollars. You really get under his skin, and they think you can kind of climb under his skin. This it, every piece of this Hunter thing gets under his skin. Every piece of 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 this gets under Biden's skin too. I mean, it goes to at the core. You can see what a debate is going to be like between these two guys. Oh, my God. I mean, it oh, is yeah. going to be. Trump it's, might say Hunter 65 times in the first 10 minutes. Oh, it's going to be a Muhammad Ali Frazier fight. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, th- mm-hmm. this, is, this is going to be a blood sport between those two. And more and more, it looks like it's going to be the two of them. But, ha- but after a moment like that, I mean, that's a, a campaign sinker in a previous be. election. For, for a Republican, it would be. To because call out the media own. would be all over him, but yeah. the media is oh not gosh, even fat shaming. This. Where's oh the fat God. shaming? Right. Nobody cares about that. I will tell you this. Joe Biden. I am very, you know, let me take a quick break and then I'll come back. Because there's one concern about this impeachment that I have that I think is real. And, and I've never heard anybody talk about it. We'll do that in one minute. We could do that. But I mean, why would we care from a mental basket case like you? <laughs> I mean, you're dumb as a rock. I keep you employed. <laughs> and you you remember seem that, to be right? crying. Always. <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, program. I want to thank my good friend uh, Stu for bringing in uh, Cinnamon Coke. Is this another way Coke has decided to wreck their product? Um, no. I, I mean, I, I like the varieties. You know, you guys are pretty plain. Hmm. Uh, you know, not interesting. Uh, this is uh, Cinnamon Coke. Cinnamon Coke. Brand new? Mm-hmm. Cinnamon Coke. Out a limited edition for the holiday. I don't hate it. I don't With hate whiskey it. or rum, this would be really, really good. good. Rum, Ooh, this, this would be really good. I kind of like it. Yeah. I'm not a Coke fan either. I, 
Yeah. I like that. That's it's, really good. You are the only person that I will give a pass to on that. And I don't know mm. why. I think anybody who just likes Pepsi and does not mm. like Coke, I, I think me. you're some sort of a spy, a communist, un-American. <laughs> I don't know what it wow. is. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's hurtful. So you, you know Very you would hurtful. like this because it's... It, I think so, yeah. I, I would it doesn't this. have the cut of a regular Coke. Right. And maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. It's, it's got a nice cinnamon like. aftertaste. I, I, yeah, I, and it, yeah, it does have cinnamon. I mean, <laughs> I mean excuse me. You know, let me, may I speak as a professional sure. on alcoholism? Yes. <laughs> rum. Imagine mm-hmm. this with rum. Oh, my God. That would be a. This is an incredible mixer. Incredible. And look, for the holiday season, it's a limited edition. You're at a holiday party. I would definitely recommend picking some of this up for mixers. Because it's, that's yeah, a I good. actually like, I hate cherry Coke. I hate vanilla Coke. Oh, I hate yeah. all of those. I do too. Ah, it's awful. Would you like this one? I do. Wow, that's good. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. You know, it's not like I'm going to. You wouldn't? Cause I it, think I would. Yeah, because it tastes, it has the, I don't know, it has yeah, that, like, I don't know, sugar, whatever aftertaste that Pepsi has for me. Mm. It's just that softer edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a nice strong mm-hmm. cinnamon taste, though. You can, you it can taste it. It's, I it's like does. it when it's in my mouth and, and I just. <laughs> that's that's a good place to like it. I don't know. <laughs> You're I'm not such sure what about when you else? pour it in your ears? Shut up. <laughs> well, you, no, not Shut as up. much. What, are you, what is it you're wearing today? Uh, I'm wearing, it's Ascot Day here at the Glenn Beck Program. I, mm. uh, I'm sorry. I, we didn't even call each other ahead of time. Yeah. And I'm I, not I wearing realize, an Ascot. I didn't realize you were wearing your I'm Ascot today, I'm not wearing an Ascot. And I don't care if this is an Ascot. I don't care. I like it. I like it. Me too. I'm not going to fight. I love mine. I love mine. You my look Elvis ridiculous. Ascot. You oh, look like wow. Elvis. It's an ascot. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course I do. You are a, you're an ex, you are a pathetic excuse for a friend. That's what you really are. No, I, I mean, you enjoy your Coke this cinnamon. Shows how much we have in common. We're both ascot wearers. <laughs> I mean, he, he may be that, but he's certainly at least not dumb as a rock and very dumb and failing and failing, crying, lost soul. Look, I keep you employed. Is the Glenn Beck program. <laughs>